Hey, Biff, how does Darth Vader like his toast? We're doing this again, huh? Okay. On the dark side. On the dark side. And you know, just so, just so I don't get pigeonholed as being the Star Wars guy. Um, uh-huh. Hey, uh-huh. Biff, what, yeah. it, what it, Lieutenant O'Hara say to Captain Kirk when the Enterprise was being hit with little shards of ice? What did O'Hara say, John? Uh, we're being hailed. We're being hailed. <laughs> See, so I got Star Wars and Star Trek. You're welcome, everybody. Hello, Biff. Yeah, hello, Jacques. How are you doing today? I'm good. I, Biff and I were just talking. I guess uh, Guitar Center Scotty had an epic Friday epic, night. Epic. Yeah, I mean, it literally, literally, as you know, John jokes about, you know, bringing out the, you know, the, the cones and the family. But, it, you know, there were two just epic goals that really deserved that level of uh, reenactment for, you know, posterity. So, yeah, no, it was it was an amazing night. A big night all over. And, I, and how were you behind the pipes last night? I didn't do sh- I didn't do squad, but you know, there were, I didn't have that much action. So there you go. And uh, and so we are going to do a sideshow this week. We're going to do musical geniuses. And last week yeah. we did two the- musical idiots talking about musical genius. <laughs> right, it's right. really great. Uh, but it was fun. Like the the last breakdown we did of singers and guitarists was you know that was a blast. Um, yep. You know, yep. we gotta we we'll, we'll post those uh those final tallies. Oh um, yeah, yeah, we forgot. Yeah, you know what? I never posted that. I mean, I'll, I'll have to reply exactly. to that thing. By the way, speaking of Uhura, one day we need to talk about. It. Have you ever heard the um, uh, the Nichelle uh, Nichols? Is that her name? Nichelle Nichols. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, the story about her and almost quitting Star Trek and being convinced not to quit Star Trek by Martin Luther King. It, it's the two the two amazing stories. Yeah. The two most amazing stories is she was instrumental yeah. in getting to the moon and, yep. and, and NASA yep. getting funding. It, there's, yep. a, there's an amazing story uh, where, where uh, I'm going to have to go promotion. back. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the fact that, yeah, the fact that, you know, after the first season, she was was you know it wasn't the best situation for her but martin luther king basically flat out not basically flat out said you 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 can't like the the number of girls and you know black girls and and women and and the whole community who looks up to you because they see you every no it's it's she was an amazing amazing person but no definitely um but we're going to start off the show with something I've been meaning to ask Biff about for a while. Okay. I, te- I texted you this week about it. Yeah. My little guy, and I just asked him where this came from. I guess it came from uh, Walt from uh, Breaking Bad. And okay. I guess it's got picked up and become a meme. Um, and a few of his YouTubers say it all the time. Sussy Bucka. Sussy Bucca. Okay. Yes. And so I, mean, Bucca, I yeah. So yeah, Bucca is basically an idiot, roughly translated an idiot in Japan. It's it's kind of used uh, you know, um as, you know, normally as a kind of a noun, you know, as you say, you know, uh uh you know, call people that, but you could also use it kind of in adjective form 
essentially, you know, bakamitai means like a, like an idiot or, you know, something that some, somebody does that's stupid or something that is kind of stupid or whatever. It's kind of, yeah, it's a very commonly used word, but sure. Yeah. We were, I was brushing his hair the other morning, getting ready for school and he, he had said it. And I'm like, do you know what that means? Cause it might be, I don't know what it means at the time. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he was half right. He goes, I think it's idiot in French. So I asked my girlfriend, Alexa, I said, hey, Alexa, what is the word? And she said, did you, did you uh, record what she responded to see if it was another idiotic response? Or? It, it, she did come back because I was brushing here. I couldn't. But she did come back saying it's the Japanese word for idiot. So I text yeah. you just to make sure. Yeah. I don't know what the sussy is, but I guess Walt from Breaking Bad, which my 11 year old hasn't seen, but he he has seen enough memes and heard it referenced enough. Okay. by the youtubers he follows but but yeah so so sussy bucka is probably the most said phrase in our house over like the last several weeks yeah. it's a fun word to say it's a fun term to say so there, you know the japanese language like the or words used by the japanese are rarely like super offensive like you know when the japanese want to say fuck you they say fuck you <laughs> that's hysterical kind of but I mean, you know, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, and like even words like bukake jock is like, you know, really not a, it's a very innocent word in Japan. Yes, I've had that. Expl you've explained yeah. that on here. We before. talked about this. Yeah. But still, my favorite thing to do is to walk in the locker room and ask guitar center Scotty, what's what's the Japanese word for bukake? And just the look that he gives me, of, it's half sad, half exacerbated, you know, and the other half is just, you know. Uh, anyways, moving on. Yeah. Uh, you and I are both fans of Pat Oswalt. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he he had the um he had the little recent cancellations. Um, I, I guess it, was it Florida where, um, he had a mini tour set up over there, and I guess like my, like about four out of five or whatever of the um of the venues didn't wouldn't um, comply with his uh, vaccination request for the audience or something like that. I think. Yeah, he had he had yeah. four to four tour dates in, in Florida yeah. and one in Ohio because. OK, well, I last night went to see Pat Oswalt here oh, in cool. Boston. Yeah. And I did not know this until the end of the show where he mentioned it. This was the first night of his new tour. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, it was very funny. Um, this. A uh, Pakistani woman, you know, lesbian woman comes out and and I, I presented as a Pakistani lesbian woman because that's how she introduced right, herself. Right. Yep. And she had this whole great routine about how her wife is Jewish and how they right. make it work and all this stuff. Right. And then so she introduces the second opening act. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm ready for Pat Oswalt at this point. And that woman comes out and the woman makes a joke that, you know, you know, that she she is this, you know, Jewish lesbian woman who ironically is married to a Pakistani woman, a Palestinian. I'm sorry, not Pakistani, Palestinian, Palestinian yeah. woman. Okay. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Do you know? I, I uh, but anyways, and everybody laughs. It was that other woman's wife. So they're both stand up comics and mm. they and their routines are <laughs> very much the same. But from the other side Sorry. of the perspective. And that's it, actually pretty cool. It was very cool. It was very, very cool. I will yeah. say it was cool. I'm still not ready to go to events. However, um, mask, it was mask mandated and right, you right. had to show vaccination cards. 
Yeah. So maybe there were some forged vaccination cards, but I felt a lot better sitting in this theater, uh, right. knowing that everyone showed vaccination cards and that everybody was masked up. I, I, yeah. I, I really did feel okay about it. Um, yeah. You know, a- you know, what's funny is that, is that um, you should see like, and it, I mean, it still probably largely is the case, but you should see what like, audience rules are in japan because i actually literally watched um you know so one of my you know favorite uh, all female girls bands little they, they they make these you know weekly videos and i was watching them introduce the show where the leader of the band comes out before the show and and explains to the audience you know the audience rules for today because of the pandemic and so basically um you know, everybody obviously had to be masked up, but not only do they have to be masked up, there will be no yelling. There will be no vocalizations. You know, so they ask all expressions to be either clapping, banging, stomping, you know, or just, you know, hand waving. I mean, literally, this is like, talk about, I mean, I'm going to kill my own show to comply with like essentially COVID, you know, right, measures. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. That's got to be a surreal yeah. environment. Um, yeah. No, but Pat Oswald, it was the first night of his tour. Yeah. It was raw. He forgot some bits, and w- which was funny because he's a funny guy shitting on himself. He brought out a piece of paper and at one point. He's like, in the beginning, he goes, yeah, you guys are going to have to get used to seeing this. And he stopped and he w- like looked down at the paper. And at one point, a eh, half hour through the show, he just starts laughing. He goes, I brought out the wrong piece of paper and everyone laughs and he goes, he goes I, I'm not fucking kidding. I actually did. And he goes, and then he starts um, telling a story from the point of view of an audience member talking about the show, like the next day, it's like, yeah. And then he forgot his paper and he went off stage and came back five minutes late. and somebody actually, you know, found his paper in the back room and brought it to him. And he does one of these bits. He did a bit, and then what he opened with was on the paper, too, and I'm not going to give it away, but he's holding up his paper and goes, I actually wrote that down. His first five minutes was this weird, funny, cringeworthy, oh, my God, please make him stop, like, story type thing the rabbit hole he fell down but but it was great i mean i'm very and he said he goes yeah he goes when you guys see this special like in six months from now on netflix you know it's like it's gonna be vastly different (laughs) uh at one point though he started doing audience work and he he the whole first row he had this funny exchange with almost everybody but then tied it into one big story okay. like linking all these people together and i <laughs> said to management i'm like that's a 30 year pro right there like like his his yeah. making it up bullshit kind of you know on the fly stuff yeah no i he he is he's really really good um and, so and there's guys that can do like you know there's comics that can do the audience work and the comics that just can't right i mean it's a, there's a kind of a stylistic thing right it's i guess it's probably more like just even like in music right there are there are musicians that can just do that improvisation right in a way very differently than other you know so i mean there is a kind of a certain art form to that i imagine right like it's like almost way. like a jazz artist uh yeah. so i saw john mulaney a couple of weeks ago he and and i i really suggest doing this he was on seth Meyers the other day right, right. and it was he stayed for three segments yeah Biff, it was the most non-male 
um, um, toxicity. Like it was like, <laughs> it was so sweet yeah. and so touching. And it's like, they, like, like uh, literally at one point they held hands and not in a joking way. <laughs> yeah, right, you know right. what I mean? And cause Seth Myers was part of that intervention that he had and they talked right, right. and, and, and Mulaney worked in like five minutes of the routine that we saw you okay. know, into the, into the Seth Meyers yeah, okay. thing, yeah. but it was really, really good. But I, I, I would really highly suggest, you know, on demand looking up John Mulaney on Seth Meyers or just finding on YouTube. What if I don't care about Seth, uh, John Mulaney? Uh, you know what? I think you would like this. I think you would we'll like see, yeah. this routine. I mean, he's okay. It's but completely yeah, different. Right. This one is so much more honest yeah. And, yeah. and his guards down and, and you're getting the real guy, yeah. not the image guy, you know, which yeah. he's been honest about. Well, so, I, I guess I guess that there's some I, I'm just there's something that happened this week with uh, I just know that it has uh, it involved Olivia Munn, something that happened like like some for some reason, all these John Mulaney, Olivia Munn stuff was appearing. Well, they're, they're having Twitter. a baby. Oh, is that all it all it is? Yep, that's all it is. That 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 is it. Is it is it because is is it because like because he was he just got divorced, right? Didn't he just get divorced or something like that? A little while ago, yeah, like a year ago. So and he had met anyways. Well, uh, so yeah, so but but it's but okay, whatever. It's no 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 no. But that's why it's like the same thing. It's like he announced it on Seth Meyers, but you would see these these clickbait things. It's like new you know did you hear about melania it's like anyway so i saved you the clickbait yeah. shit um getting into the summer movie list that uh-huh. we we had i watched uh aretha franklin movie uh, oh yeah yeah um uh, uh respect dude jennifer hudson is that right yep yep so yeah. great it it's it's long pack a lunch yep. like it's like two and a half hours wow so did it, they have like that was uh, you know i I know that, you know, I, I've been really bad about even see, seeing what's going on with the movies, but so did Jennifer Hudson actually sing the Aretha Franklin part? It's funny. I was just talking to management about this in the car and I'm going yeah. to look that up. I do not know. You know, she probably, she, she probably did. I mean, she, I mean, she, she's, I mean, amazing she's an amazing singer. singer. Yeah. Amazing singer. But I was just wondering, you know, just, you know, in terms of, I mean, obviously that, that dude from, you know, the, that did the, uh, the, you know, the uh, Freddie Mercury thing obviously did not sing Freddie Mercury parts, but I mean, no. there are, um, I think like uh, what's his face um, um, saying the uh, Jerry Lee Lewis parts, right? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's one of those things. She's an amazing yeah. singer, but Dennis the, Quaid. Dennis Dennis Quaid. Quaid. but if yeah. the producers came and said, Hey, we're going to have you lip sync Aretha, she can't be, <laughs> no one would be like, Oh no, I can yeah. do it better. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, and I did. This, I, is, this is so wrong, but the re- the thing that, for, for whatever reason that I really always think about first when people mentioned Aretha Franklin was there was some, I can't remember what the context was, but there was something where like, there was like five of the top, you know, singers out on the stage together. I know like, I know Aretha Franklin was there and like Mariah Carey was there. Uh, but another person who was there was um, Celine Dion. And there was this one song and I don't even remember the song, but, you know, there was, you know, all five of them were on stage together. And there was this one point where Celine Dion tried to kind of cut in front to kind of, you know, feature herself. And like Aretha Franklin is uh, 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 not going to happen and just kind of, you know, basically reestablish her place as the queen of that stage. You know, you know, obviously, as great as the other singers were, I mean, come on, Celine Dion. Aretha Franklin, yeah, we know who the queen is of, do, you do, know, between do, those two, right? Do you have the printout? Do you have the rundown in front of you? I do, yeah. H- how, how did I phrase it next to respect? What did, what did I put? Can you read it's that? always will be the queen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, my introduction to Aretha Franklin yeah. 
uh, what, what limited time I spent with my biological dad, few, some of the some of the positive memories. Yeah. There's not a lot. Yeah. It would take me to movies wildly inappropriate for a nine or 10 year old to see. Uh, I think two or three times one summer, I was only out there for a week. We went to yeah. see the Blues Brothers two oh, or yeah, three times. A, yeah, that was a great movie. And that, was my, yeah. that was my introduction to Aretha Franklin. Yeah. And I remember my dad just wearing the shit out of that soundtrack. And. <laughs> And it, it, it was what I've had. A, I've had a really nice week thinking about my dad because, you know, I would say to Alexa, it's like shuffle Aretha Franklin things because that was one of his favorites. And man, yeah. her I, I don't love the 80s and 90s stuff. You know what I mean? It's like but but that stuff from the 60s yeah. and, and the 70s. I mean, she was just yeah. uh, it, but the movie's great. A- absolutely yeah. great. Dude, how fucked up is this? She had a kid when she was 12. Ugh. 12 oh, i did not know that oh yeah. wow when she had but when oh, she had her second kid so tough yeah 14 oh, how crazy is, is that that is tough yeah it's tough movie's and, great and the funny art not maybe not irony once again but you know respect is a cover song right you know <laughs> right? but but it's funny because like all those artists covered each other, uh, you know, even today, sure. artists covered. but her sure. first like five or six, six or seven albums were on um, uh, a Columbia records and it was yeah. all jazz standards and it was all yeah. cover tunes. And then when she wanted to break out on her own, you know, it's like they go with this song and like, and, and it's funny because somebody's like, well, I thought you wanted to do your own that that's an Otis Redding song. And she said, not anymore. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great line. And yeah. And, and, and right. it is. Um, but that was but one of the one of the, un, you know, kind of under the, you know, like people don't know that it's a cover song, kind of a cover song. Right. So. Right. You know, yeah. uh, same thing. Same thing. Uh, Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Prince did first or my my favorite. I thought he wrote it. for. I think her, you're right. Her. I think he wrote it for her, he, and he it played for it. But my favorite cover tune is David Bowie's China Girl. Uh-huh. that Iggy Pop put out on like his first yeah. or second solo album like 10 years earlier. And I remember seeing Iggy Pop talk about it. Iggy Pop made more money when that went number one for David Bowie than yeah. everything he had done collectively in music right. to the 20 years before that. You know, Not surprising. It's kind of like the Dolly Parton quote about, you know, um, you know, Whitney doing, you know, I will always love you. And she goes, you know, she really complimented. And obviously, I mean, there's not a, there's not a, you know, obviously we don't know who Dolly Parton is in real life, but certainly, you know, what we see of her, very few people come out as being as decent and, you know, as she is, right? But she kind of went and complimented her. And then she goes, and you know what? I love the royalties that come in because, you know, it, you know, it costs a lot of money to look this cheap was her, (laughs) right? She's one of the best people ever. Yeah. Uh, Ever. Uh, so, so this week was a big week uh, with management and okay. and some happy, um, some happy tears and some yeah. tears tears this week. So she started nannying this kid. Right. Uh, her first real nannying thing with this family. Then the boy was one years old, twenty five years ago. Okay. And, and right when Blues Clues came out, right, and Blues right. Clues was a big thing with them, and yeah. she had. And so the the original host of Blues Clues had this right. great yeah. video that went out this week. I don't, yeah. you, you couldn't not see it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it was trip. Even you know, so we kind of, you know, James never really did the Blues Clues things. But that was never really something that you know was you know for whatever reason it wasn't really you know 
you know, it, it just, it just, I think it must have been the timing of it, but yeah. But it was, it was our, our little guy, yeah. our, our oldest little guy went through it, but the, the second one, yeah. it's just struck a court with him yeah. and, and management posted some pictures on yeah. Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. He, you know, one, one of the running things in Blue's Clues is the yeah. handy dandy notebook. Right, uh, right, 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 right. That, that our little guy, Squishy, yeah. would just, yeah. honestly, we, pictures, tons of pictures of him gripping it. In this in his sleep, like he literally slept with his handy yeah. dandy notebook, yeah. but it was nice. It was a real, you know, in, in a world of one shitstorm after a next, it was really nice. And after 25 yeah. years that the original host yeah. came and he and it's funny because he was talking to late 20s people now right, right. in that same cadence as the, right, the yep. kids. It's like, yep. hey, I know it was really scary when I went away and this is what yep. happened. Yeah, dude. But but, th- but that was big. Uh, one of the other big things I've been kind of following this week. And we talked about it a bit in the past. Uh, that woman Elizabeth Holmes, right? The, that, yeah. So her trial started this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, one of the things that I thought was was really interesting. Fans. She has fans who dressed like her. You know, she went from, back in the she, day. Yeah. Yeah. She, but, she was. Yeah. No, no, but who showed up at the trial? Like people oh, outside still the trial. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my you God. know, and and, and that's going to be an interesting thing. And it's one of those things where you question, was she brilliant or just a complete psychopath? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure, you know, what, you know, the, the, the entirety of it, it's, there's almost like a, a Bernie Madoff kind of a component to it where yes, it's like yes. like all these money all these you know organizations that threw money at her it's like it's like what were they thinking kind of a thing right there is a little bit of that right so there is like at one point at one point the charat was going to be over you know the the, the, the technology yeah. that she was selling yeah and selling very well didn't exist. Right. Yeah. And, and and it's again like yeah, a perfect thing. Like Bernie Madoff, when you see the number of three hundred year old college institutions that threw right. money at the guy, you right. know, it's like yeah, of course the Mets got fleeced because they're the fucking Mets. Mets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but when you see some of the people got taken by Bernie Madoff, it's like oh my god, yeah. did you guys really? But but yeah, so that's been an interesting thing. Uh, a, a less interesting thing I was, and no one can see this, so I will tell you I'm using air quotes. I was that guy on Twitter this week. Okay. Because a comedian I follow who I like, Dante, a right. funny guy, big, big social justice, yeah. you know, warrior in LA. He had posted that he just finished watching the entire MCU from start to finish. Okay. And he's questioning, like, who stole more from more, Game of Thrones or the MCU? And he had a picture of, um, technically, you know, his name is Lovey, uh, okay. Loki's, you know, biological yeah. birth father. He goes, and he was saying, oh, they both have ice giants. They both have this. And so I wrote, it's like, oh, man, are you really making me do this? Dante? <laughs> are you making me be that guy? Well, the Game of Thrones books came out in 96. The Infinity Gauntlet, you know, six part like series in the comics came out in 91. And most of the stories, which is true, most of the stories from the MCU yeah. date back to like 70s and 80s, right, right. you know, you know, arcs. Yeah. And I'm like, 
So I said, the question is, who stole more from who? DC from Marvel or Marvel from DC? And the answer is yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and then I finished the tweet. It was, I'll show myself out. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I, 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 but, and he forwarded it and liked it. It's like, yeah. So it was, uh, but, but that, that was my, that was my highlight of Twitter this week. And uh, the highlight right now, as you and I record this, this is the 20th anniversary today of 9-11. And I don't know yeah. where you were on 9-11. I was here actually. Yeah. You know, I do, I do have a nine 11 story, but go ahead and uh, go ahead and get, uh, say your story. So. No, but it was, it was mine. Uh, yeah. My, my nine 11 story. I, I was living with a friend in North Hollywood Okay. and we uh, got up at five to go play hockey and okay. we were meeting Mr. Taylor and our good friend, Zach down uh-huh. at the Reagan Selmar. Okay. When I put the stuff in the car and came back to get my then roommate, the first plane had hit the tower. Okay. And, and as we were driving to the rink, and it was like 10 minutes away, it was the worst um, civilian air thing, right. you know, in, you know, in, in U.S. Yeah. history. Just as we get to the rink and pull in is when the mm-hmm. second one hit. And we sat, we got out of our car and sat in Taylor's car. Right. Uh, maybe for an hour. Yeah. J- just listening to... Like, you know, everything we did, we ended, we ended up going in. It's like, well, we're here. Let's do our skate. But it was like, yeah. I don't think we we're out there that long. You know what I mean? Because yeah. your, yeah. your head was just, yeah. we got in the car. I drove to Santa Monica, you know, you, you know, which John used to drive all the way out there. And, right, the whole, right. and the whole deal is like, we worked in Santa Monica, my, my former right. roommate and I, so that we could carpool. One of us could right. carpool so he could get there. So he dropped yeah. me off at the office. I'm in the office maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Then she gets there and I'm like, yeah, we're going home. Yeah. And I, I remember the GM of the place called Point yeah. 360 because no, it's a regular work day. I'm like, it's not a regular work day. Yeah. I'm going home. And, and then for like everybody else, I think the next, I don't know, 16 straight hours, you know, just staring at CNN. Yeah. So, okay. So that day, uh, I actually had that day scheduled uh, as a day off. And then um, at around, um, I want to say 7.30 in the morning or so, or, or you know, whatever, you know, some, sometime, you know, uh, around there, uh, I get a call from uh, one of the student workers and he goes, hey, uh, you know, are you guys coming into work today? And he goes, you know, oh, no, 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 I'm, you know, I have the day off, but, you know, Lori's going in, but I have the day off, you know, uh, so, you know, what's up? He goes, and he goes, well, in light of today's events, um, the uh, the president has closed closed the campus down, so you know you you know you you know you you should not come into work today. And I said, it's a, in light of today's events. What are you talking about? And you know you know he goes, he's a funny kid. He goes, yeah, perhaps you should turn on the television and and tune into a news channel. <laughs> and so okay, so I turned on the TV and tuned into probably CNN, right? And then, you know, at that point, you know, we see the, you know, the, the smoldering, you know, first hour, right? And I'm thinking, oh my God, right? And then, you know, obviously, you know, I was kind of with you where, um, uh, you know, I was watching that for a little while and I'm thinking, I should check on my mom. Like, you know, and obviously there's no reason why I would believe that mom would be anywhere near the World Trade Center. There's no reason for her to go to that neighborhood, but you know, obviously, you know, you want to be sure. And so I spent the entire day trying to call, but of course, the you know, the phone lines were jammed, you know, and understandably. And I think I finally got through to her like 
towards like maybe six o'clock at night, seven o'clock my uh, at night my time. So really towards the evening, I you know got on the phone with her, and so she tells me about her day, which is that she sees this thing happen on TV, right? And so, so if you're if you're like you know, so at the time what she would be about sixty five ish year old woman, you're living in Manhattan. So you're, you know, you're like probably four or five miles away from the World Trade Center, but you know, still she lives in a high rise. So I'm thinking, well, you know, is our all high rises target? Who knows? But so she sees this happening and she goes, you know, so what does she decide to do? Well, she says, well, you know, this is kind of like this crazy thing going on. So I think, you know, I, like I had to go out and get rice and then exchange the milk that I got the previous day because it was spoiled. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, yeah. So I went to the Japanese market and, you know, got the, you know, the extra bag of rice just to be, just, just to be safe. And then, so apparently the path that she took, she lived near uh, uh, Central Park. Uh, so if you know uh, New York geography, right, you have that Broadway going you know, down. So, you, you know, like 42nd Street is, you know, Times Square. She lived like on the corner of 56th and Broadway, you know, a couple blocks from Columbus Circle. So she was kind of near Times Square going, walking north to the, to the kind of the grocery store. That I think that, that was on either 8th or Broadway or whatever um, to, you know, exchange her milk. And just as she got kind of past uh, Times Square, she heard these loud screams. Now, just based on the timing of everything, I think what happened there was that people were watching the news on the jumbotrons over there, right. and I think that's when the you know like you know you know the, the second tower fell or something like that. That's kind of like the, seemed like the timing, and so so. But of course, she doesn't know. So she started, she goes, oh, so I started running with, you know, with everybody else. And I'm thinking, you know, I was kind of amazed that, you know, even at my age, when I have to, you know, I, you know, the body actually kind of moves. I'm like, I'm thinking, what? I mean, so, and then she then proceeds to still go to the store to try to exchange her milk. <laughs> and then like, you know, and then the, and then the lady says, no, 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 we're closing. We're closing. Go home. And she goes, but what about my milk? It's like, she's going, you know, she goes, just keep the receipt and throw the milk away. Come back another day. You know? So it's like, so, so that, so, so she goes back and then she says, well, now she's, you know, what is she going to do? She doesn't have her milk, but she didn't get her rice. So what does she do? She goes to the top of her building, this high rise, like, you know, whatever, a 40 story, 50 story, whatever it is, one of these, you know, tall, tall buildings. She goes, yeah. So I went to the roof of the building and, you know, you could see the smoke from the build, you know, the roof of our building. It's just like, mom, you're nuts. It's like, you know, so that was her day uh, on 9-11. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> fucked up that it's 20 years. So so yeah, yeah, so how old how old was your little guy when it happened? He was one, two? He was two, yeah. Two, right, yeah. yeah. That's just that's just yeah. But it's crazy to think that it's it, it seems like it I know it's so cliche, but it it, it happened yesterday, you know. Yeah. And my yeah. roommate at the time, you know, the next day on the 12th or the 13th was scheduled to fly to Toronto. Because originally was going to play for a team in Toronto, but okay. and but then after two or three weeks, about you know, because airlines weren't flying, right? That's when her rights got uh, traded to Vancouver, mm. so that you know she could drive up to Vancouver. So her right, and her right, mom right. ended up driving up to Vancouver, and right. but that that was that was crazy, you know. Uh, you know, we've talked about nine eleven before with Joe on the podcast, and Joe's nine eleven story is. Uh, I, oh gosh, I um, can't believe I'm blanking on it, but he had a movie do black at Blockbuster 
and, <laughs> and he yeah. couldn't and, and it was closed that day and then he couldn't get there for a couple days and they still charged him the uh, late yeah. fee for not yeah. bringing it back even though they were closed because of that so that's his tragic 9-11 story um so speaking of speaking like, of tra- they're gone now so who's yeah, you know who's laughing now that eight who's bucks laughing they now? got so last last week so when was it? Yeah. So not this past week, the week before was the boys first week in school. Yeah. And they went like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, had Friday off, Monday off. And it's funny when the when they went back to school in person here, the oldest one, neither one went back to school, like the last six weeks of school. They didn't go back to in school until right. like the last two or three weeks. And the younger one right. wanted to do in person. But the elementary school and junior high are next to each other. And once it went back to in-person last year, it wasn't every day, but at least once a week from each school, but okay. you normally two from one, one from the other, but two or three times a week, we would get an email saying, oh, somebody tested positive for COVID. You know what I mean? It was like every, and yeah. so management and I, you know, were out, you know, jogging the other morning. And I said to her, every time I look down, and I get an email from my phone and it's from the school or the little school system. I think, up. Oh, here's a COVID notice. So the first day of school, everything was fine. Yeah. The boy, the boys liked being back, but the first day of school, four o'clock, four 30, get an email from the principal of the school. Now they both go to the same junior high and uh, the principal himself tested positive for COVID after the first day. Nice. And, and, and I'm like, he's a really nice guy. And again, one of these guys vaxxed always has his mask on at right. school and yep. stuff like that. And the principal, he's a very, you know, hands-on guy. He he greets all the students. He, you know, so I'm like, oh my God, the one guy who sees everybody. Yeah. And and so that that that's that's my COVID update on this coast is uh as I had to well, show my COVID card to go to Pat Oswald and the first day of school, my son's principal was COVID positive. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's just you know, that thing is just pervasive right now, right? I mean, it's just because it's mean, you know, mute, you know, the 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 Delta variant, and it's I guess it's right now I I read somewhere that it's like they think it's kind of like right now around 99% of the prevalence of the virus or whatever. Right. You know, so, yeah. So I guess it's kind of a, you know, obviously, you know, that's that's what, you know, viruses do. Right. They mutate, you know, because the, and the ones that survive the best. Right. Are the ones that ends up kind of hanging around. So and uh, so that's our update. Biff, this is not a joking question. Uh-huh. You, you you are a smart guy, uh, very analytical. Yeah. How far away is the state government of Texas from the Taliban? I mean, so like there there are these huge philosophical parallels, right? I mean, you know, the difference is is the you know the the method in which they strong arm is a little bit different, right? Because there's no there's nobody the government of Texas isn't out with you know tanks and jeeps and whatever fully armed to enforce their essentially their uh, political philosophy if you will right so that's kind of the difference right but in terms of uh the just this idea uh, but uh regarding uh you know some of these you know desire to essentially control the behavior of the people there are some similarities right um i think that the the women's thing is is very different because i don't i don't really think that the uh whole abortion thing is really about um necessarily about women as a whole 
and and the context in which I say that is is that if there is a, a you know, essentially a woman who is you know basically wealthy enough to get the procedure right you know you know I she's gonna get it and she's not gonna you know you know get penalized for it and maybe the even the ten thousand dollars is like yeah you know we've got ten thousand dollars right so obviously. A lot of this is really not about, oh, actually, that's just a bounty. So whatever, I guess they could get prosecuted. But I mean, they're not going to prosecute, you know, a woman who happens to be, you know, the wife of a prominent, you know, community person that just happened to not want to have that baby at that time. Right. right? And, 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 and wealthy women could just leave the state. Right. And come back, you know, all that. No, but I, it's not just just that. That is the worst of it. Or maybe yeah. it's not the worst of it, but, you know, the whole the whole voting bullshit basically that's the thing right yeah that that definitely so on one hand they're keeping the poor they're keeping poor minorities from being able to vote and and the same governor who says that masks and that masks are a personal thing and that vaccines like you can't regulate somebody getting a vaccine and like he's been very strong the last you know several months since the vaccines come out about no state mandates and telling companies that they can't mandate it because people it's people's right to choose but at the same time you know the biggest decision of somebody's life yeah so on one hand yeah mask is a personal decision yeah getting a vaccine is a personal decision yeah Yeah. forced pregnancy no i mean it is the handmaid tales and it's not an exaggeration yeah. forcing people to be pregnant yeah. and then yeah. on top of that you know they but, just yeah they, but but i think it's offensive because i think you know they know that they're not really forcing all women to be pregnant no. that's the thing no just just middle class and lower women um i know and then at the same time the state of texas last week you do not need a license training or anything to carry a concealed weapon anymore you right. don't even yeah. need a license in the state of Texas yeah. to care. So when you're like, yeah, you know, they're not rolling through the streets without tangs and all that. So, you know what? Let, let's see what let's see how this unfolds over the next couple of months. But no, Texas is. all. But but Texas and it's tough that like that that fourth pregnancy thing is the toughest thing. But I'm giving my award for the worst of the worst this week to the company Remington who i don't oh yeah okay yeah i I mean obviously dude what what the fuck how 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 do you sit around and for those who don't know uh the company remington is part of a lawsuit that the that the people the the victims the victims in newtown connecticut yeah um you know are going forward with their lawsuit against remington the company that made the guns that slaughtered their children and the company Remington filed a motion that got granted. And I don't in a million years other than to just to just be the worst people ever. And how who even thinks about this? They subpoenaed the school records and the attendant yeah. records of these kids. They want to find out if, you know, because they do that. Oh, Trayvon Martin, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, sure. He was killed, but you know, he got suspended for marijuana two weeks before he was killed by the guy. It's like, that's, that was a talking point on like Fox news. Like, well, you but, know, what, but, but, but as I understand it, and this might even be worse, but like, these are damages that they're seeking. Right. So when they talk about damages, the idea is, is that there's a whole component of, things like potential future earnings kind of a thing, right? So the the really, you know, we're judging people's value about their 
by their potential ability to earn kind of a thing, right? And so there definitely is a component of that that exists. And, and in definitely in certain cases, um, that makes a lot of sense, right? From the standpoint of if you essentially, uh, you know, do something that causes a, a current, say a college basketball star, right, to die, then suddenly, you know, there are very tangible or, you know, kind of projectable, you know, value to this person monetarily, right? Oh, you know, this guy was going to be drafted in the first round and all that. So that you could extrapolate some of that, right? But obviously to try to extrapolate, yeah, you know, this first grade kindergarten kids, right? It's like, come on. That, that's the sick. Yeah. That's to, to right? even think about that. I mean, so, so the company Remington is the worst of the worst this week. And that's the problem is, the, you know what the problem is, is that the, the people who buy the, buy Remington, you know, don't really care. They don't care. No, right. it, they don't, they don't give a fuck. So it's not going to really going to impact them. Like this publicity isn't going to hurt them. You know, it well, same thing with the George Abbott, like, you know, the, the GOP is, is 100% doesn't give a fuck about governing the state. They're 100 percent. I mean, it's like this, you know, the last guy who was the president. It's the same thing. They are the president of their party. They don't give a fuck what the other side think. It doesn't matter what the other side think. It doesn't matter how much it hurts the other side. As long as the people that they are, are, you know, anyways, I I got off on a tangent. Speaking of any any word on the recall, how is that going in California? Is it is it? Uh, You know, so it sounds like the the current poll numbers indicate that the recall will fail but you know we all know how poll numbers have been going the recent years so who knows right i think one thing that that does seem certain is that if the recall does succeed then everybody pretty much expects uh, larry elder to be become governor so which is so fucking scary well i mean the scary to me the scary part really is uh is you know what if feinstein died Right. That's really the scary part for me. No, no, it's it's it's, it's awful. It really is. I mean, it's, and, it's a and the thing about thing. it is, is that I really did. I, for one thing, I think, you know, Feinstein, the way I think the, the thing that really tipped the scale for me is that I don't know if you recall. You mean, uh, you mean Pelosi? Feinstein's not the senator. Anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Feinstein. Oh. Feinstein, Feinstein's the center, oh, right? Is she the center? Yeah. Okay, right. Right. Okay, Fine, no, I was right? Thinking, right. Yeah, right. So, but, yeah. but yeah, he get to a point to know, and he, he's no. he's another anti-science guy. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, but I mean, you know that that thing's gonna. I mean, you know, it's gonna last for a couple of years, and then you know he'll probably be voted out anyway. And there's only you know, to some degree, like um, politically, right? You know, even though people there's a, there's a lot of organizations that are you know sick of a lot of these. Uh, you know, we have that COVID fatigue everywhere. And I don't blame anybody for having COVID fatigue, right? You know, but there's only so much that I think he could potentially do in terms of the COVID side of things. I, I'm just worried more about the fact that, okay, so suddenly, you know, you, you replace Feinstein, who I thought should have not run this time, but whatever. But, and the reason why I didn't think she, that she should run is really as a result of when she had this horrible exchange with a bunch of little kids who was asking her to consider, you know, um, I think maybe it was like consider the Green New Deal or something. Right, right. And, and the way she just basically told this kids, yeah, shut up. You know, this is an adult thing. You know, go back to your rooms and, you know, color, you know, color coloring books or something like that was the basically the gist of the response. And I said, yeah, you know what? I, I think I think you're done. I think her time's done. No, I, I 
you know, you don't want to be ages, but yeah, like like 80 year old people shouldn't make the decisions that are going to impact the next 50 years of everyone's life. Um, but so so we talked about like, you know, how awful Texas is and all these other things. But what about the crime wave that keeps sweeping Japan? Well, you know, it was just so I don't know if you if you've ever had fruits, you know, so one thing that you do, you really need to go do when you do go to Japan is try the seasonal fruits there because the fruits there is just it's just ridiculous. And obviously people know about the two hundred dollar you know melons and stuff like that. Um, but there are these, you know, $20 grapes and, you know, $50, you know, apples and whatever the case may be. They, they, that, that kind of stuff runs amok. So when there was an orchard of defenseless pears, just, you know, totally annihilated, you know, the, obviously this is the kind of thing that makes national news. So, you know, I think that they projected something like $6,000-ish worth of damages, you know, across two orchards. And, you know, after further investigation, it turns out that some some jerk bears were eating the freaking pears, freaking criminal bears trespassing into orchards and eating this, you know, this product that this family worked hard to produce for the people of Japan. Stupid fucking bear. Is there bear insurance? Can you can you can you can you? Can, no, can you get they, something a, a, wonder, a blanket you know, for yogi that. and boo boo? They, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't cover that. Were, were the pears on the trees, or were they in picnic baskets at the time? <laughs> <laughs> Was there one really big one and one small one? And with a hat, were they wearing bow ties and hats? <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw the clip, and I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't. I, of course, I didn't know what was going on, but but, but 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 I did check out the clip. Um, you know, I you know we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to play a self-indulgent theater only because it came in my head the other day. Um, our friend Jim, you know, Joe came up with this jingle when he used to come on the show every once in a great while. Uh, but anyways, this this week's uh, self-indulgent theater is the Jim jingle from 2017. I don't know. I'll look it up. Here it is. Jim. Jim's on the podcast. Ooh, Jim. Jim's sitting right here. Ooh. Carnival personnel won't be the same. Jim is joining the podcast. Joining, joining, joining the podcast. Who voted for Trump? Jim, he's joining the podcast. Though he should be ashamed, because his podcast is lame. Jim is his name. Jim. All right, now on to sports. First of all, yep. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've I've not watched anything related to anything with sports in a while. I don't yeah. even listen to the radio. I will say, a couple days before the season started, I said, okay, I'm going to turn on sports radio, and I listened to sports radio for ten minutes. I guess the Red Sox are in the middle of a big COVID brouhaha yeah so i guess the red sox who are a playoff contender right now they're they're in the wild card yeah yeah the COVID's ripping through the locker room which i still can't believe that major league baseball didn't say oh yeah you want that 30 million dollar paycheck fucking take the fucking you know COVID. because if i'm an owner of a team it's like wait a minute take the COVID. take the COVID. take the (laughs) shot like you know again if you can't if you can't take the shot that Dolly Parton spent her money helping develop, then, you know, you don't deserve to play major league baseball, but somebody from 
Red Sox management was on the radio or did an interview. And he said a few days back that Major League Baseball has asked the Red Sox to stop testing so that they can field a team, you know, a playoff worthy team (laughs) that the the Major League Baseball, let's face it, Major League Baseball wants the Red Sox in the playoffs. They're, They're a marquee team worldwide. But the fact that they're losing so many players down the stretch to COVID and Major League Baseball doesn't exist if you don't test it. Right. Major League Baseball, yeah, the last guy who was president kind of tried to go with that theory. So Major League Baseball kind of said, well, we didn't say it like that. And the Red Sox said, yeah, that's kind of how it is. And then lo and behold, the next day, the Red Sox, they, you know, their big pitcher, I can't remember his first name, Sales, who's supposed yeah, to pitch, yeah, yeah. who's supposed to pitch yesterday. Yeah, he's on a 14-day COVID list. So, and but now the big thing is, how I could I, they not see this coming. Yeah, no, it's just weird, right? Unvaccinated people sitting in a dugout together. And anyways, um, so I've not followed anything with the NFL. I didn't watch the opening game. I generally don't watch other people's games. I'll watch a little Tampa Bay this year, but it does. It hurts to see Brady throwing to Gronk in another uniform. But I couldn't help whether you listen to sports radio or watch any TV, but the news briefs come on. I guess Brady opened the season by throwing for almost 400 yards and four touchdown passes. And well, including, uh, you, know, game, you know, last minute game winning drive. Right. So, yeah, I did not watch the game either. And, and the reason why I didn't watch the game was because of, uh, you know, because of, because of the freaking courts is the reason why, but um, uh, I, I, just two minutes. Um, I, I I was using this streaming service called Lowcast, which was technically a nonprofit voluntary uh, service that lets you uh, uh, see local channels via streaming. And then for whatever the whatever the I don't know what the details are, but the court said, yeah, they can't operate. So literally, like Tuesday or so, Monday or so, they abruptly shut down. Is it and in the apps closed? Everything just died abruptly and, and 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 i was done and so that's what i would have used to watch thursday night's game and i didn't have that so i didn't watch it so it, it's just unbelievable he's 44 and not slowing down at all i mean it's week one it's week one so you know no, we, we'll it, see it what happens those things right like where like how can he still uh, be this good it's it's not so much that as much as i think the thing that really annoys me more than anything else is that all of the people that that insist that you know he's going to suck you know this year or, or whatever it's like you know what that's going to be true he's not going to play forever we all know he's not going to play forever we, we don't uh, we don't right? we don't know that no no, no we, we, do, we do we do know that but but uh, you know really i don't know why people have to insist that that they have to predict his demise right and it is the idiocy of sports radio and sports talk shows where all these people have to you know it's one thing for let's say athletes who were in the game kind of describe you know if like a former quarterback who played like let's let's say they bring up you know Vinny Testaverde and said you know what I can tell you is that by the time I was 35 and playing you know this is what changed in my um you know in my career my life my routines everything whatever and so I expect Tom to eventually, you know, have these kinds of things happen. I think those are very, you know, legitimate conversations, right? But when you have these idiots who've never seen the inside of a huddle telling us when Brady is going to start to suck. I mean, this is the problem that I have with all of these sports talk and 
sports radio and everything else. All these people who know nothing about this. And, and then and yeah. then there's just the hatred. To, people love to hate. Yeah, I, I remember Chris, Chris Sims. This is like five or six, four or five years ago. Both. I think all three teams, I think the Jets, Bills and Miami all use first round picks for quarterbacks. Right. And Chris Sims had Brady ranked the third best quarterback in the AFC East, you know, and, right, and, right. And, and he was on like a sports show justifying saying, well, this guy scrambles and this kid's arm and blah, blah, blah. And I think that that was one of the years that that might have been the year that he, he the Atlanta Super Bowl, you know, and it was like it was pre it was six years ago that Max Kellerman made the big he's going to fall off the cliff. Yeah, well, you know, well Max, I mean, no, no, but, 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 but I want to go back to Chris. I want to go back to Chris. You know what? I'm not even going to you know, recognize anything that Max Kellerman says. He knows nothing outside of boxing. So, but, as, you know, Chris Sims is a guy who played the sport, right? And for somebody like that to be doing that, it's like, yeah, come on, guy. I mean, really? Come on, guy. So, and like I said, that's six years ago. But anyways, uh, so do you have any NFL predictions? I, we usually do a whole NFL breakdown, but I, nope. I, I'll say, I'll say the Patriots go, 10 and six and losing the wild card. That's a pretty bold prediction, but yeah. you know, they're uh was it Mac Jones? Is that their yep. quarterback? Yeah. I mean, he's projected to be pretty good. Right. So hopefully that works out for them, but whatever. I mean, I, yeah, I don't care about that much, that much about the NFL anymore. You know, no. so. is Roethlisberger even playing? He is. For, yeah. For your Steelers? They, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they were just whole this, this whole thing where he was um, publicly, um, pushing for an extension for his teammate, TJ Watts. So JJ Watts, younger brother. Oh, interesting. So. And what about, uh, did, did Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers on a team this year? Did he yeah, ever he's work? Playing. He's, you know, it's, it, 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 there's still a question whether, you know, how long he'll be there and blah, 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 but you know, he'll, but play he worked it out fine. Okay. I mean, I don't think that they worked it out, but I mean, he's going to play and they'll be fine. Right. You know, so we'll see. So what, what is going on in the NHL? That the coders got booted, I see. Yeah. Well, so the coyote essentially the city of Glendale sent them a letter saying, Yeah, we're we're divorcing. <laughs> so and it's it's a weird situation where th this this has been going on for a long time where there's this been this friction between the coyotes and the city of Glendale and the arena and everything else. And the the local fans don't like the fact that the you know the stadium the arena is there it's like it, kind of imagine if you're um in, you know in la and the la kings go, go on to new ownership and then they decide and our arena is going to be in you know um in rancho cucamonga so you're like you know 50 miles east of this you know center of the city or whatever and so nobody goes to the games because nobody goes to Rancho Cucamonga on a weekday to go watch a hockey game, right? You know, the Kings work because, hey, guess what? They're in the middle of downtown LA, right? People will go there. The Ducks work because they're in the middle of, you know, you know, downtown Anaheim, you know, they're middle, middle of Anaheim. It works, right? And, and I think that's the issue with Glendale and Phoenix, right? Everybody's in Phoenix. They want something that's more downtown. So... Uh, people are quick to say that, you know, this is the first step towards uh, the relocation to uh, Houston, which Houston. Interesting. Yeah. That's been one of the discussions that they've been, you know, like a lot of the people are thinking, you know, Houston might be a future home, but I think that they don't, they probably don't want to move the team out of Phoenix. 
So I think that definitely Batman will uh, try to keep that team there. And the reason why I believe that is if you look at his history, it's like they had an NHL. The NHL ran that team for a couple of years. Yes. They kept it in. in they could they could have just said, hey, you know, team franchise are for sale. Uh, you could be somebody, somebody tried to buy them and bring them to Hamilton, Ontario. But what? both but both the Leafs and the yeah. Sabres were like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. I mean, you know, they shouldn't have blocked that, but you know, certainly the Leafs should not have blocked it. But whatever. Yeah, the Leafs, uh, the Leafs aren't going to lose any any no, fan base, no, but people no. in Hamilton, people in Hamilton might be more Leaf fans, but go to more Saber games because right. they they can get yeah. the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, put them in Quebec. But yeah, I forgot that the league actually for a few years, I think it was yeah. more than two years, they yeah. own that team. Dude, yeah. that is that is hysterical. Oh, um, and then uh, one more thing in sports, uh, US yeah. uh, U.S. Open tennis. Yeah, so I don't know if you know the finals. It's like you know. You know, uh, you know, essentially, all of the the top seeds um, uh, got upset in the earlier rounds, and so we're dealing with uh, uh, a final between two teenagers, right? So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you have a uh, you have uh, so I don't know too much about uh, uh, Radu Kanu, who's a uh, uh, who's an an English uh, uh, player. The other one is a woman named uh, Leila Fernandez, and she's from Canada. But apparently, Radu Kanu was also born in Canada. So it's this crazy, whatever, you know. Uh, it's a good year for women's sports in Canada. Uh, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. So, um, but I, so I, you know, I, I, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I'd probably be watching that right now. Well, we'll wrap it up then uh, pretty soon. Do you, right. uh, you, 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 what have you been watching this past week? I've been watching Kim's Convenience. Oh, is that great? It's actually pretty funny, and there's a component of it. And so, so you guys haven't watched it? No, it's on management's list of something she wants to watch together. Yeah, I thought you know it's you know because it is a Korean. You That's know, why family, she wants to watch it, yeah. right? It's, it's it'll probably be more you know you know familiar to her. I mean, there's there are definitely parts of it that apply to me also. But yeah, it's hilarious, and you know the. Uh, was it Sumi Lu? Is that his name? The dude from Shang-Chi? Right, right. Oh, right. dude, we have to talk about him for a second. Yeah, okay. We have to talk about him for a second. So, I don't know if you follow management. She put on Twitter or Facebook. But mm -hmm. that dude is fucking hilarious. He is, yeah. So, he, I guess, years ago, when he was starting out acting and modeling, he did stock photo work oh yeah I, I, that's funny i just sent that tweet to uh to my son a couple of days ago okay yeah. and yeah. and so and people started photoshopping it have you seen that well he started photoshopping oh, you. you know he did he he actually yeah. took one of the pictures of him and it's like some business a casual attire with a couple co-workers pointing at something on a computer screen and he put out the meme uh this is us laughing at people who thought the 10 rings were going to fail. Like it's a picture of him that because yeah, yeah. other people have been doing that. And he's like, yep, I got 150 bucks a day and people can do whatever they want with those yeah. photos. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, first of all, I, we're, we're going to go see that in the theater, you know, uh, 
management wants to be supportive and actually, you know, shell out to see that in the theater. So we're going to go see that this week. Okay. Uh, and well, you know, she usually doesn't work on Monday. So, you know, we'll do like an 11 o'clock on Monday right. when we're yep, the only yep. two in there for like eight bucks. Well, but, cool. uh, yeah. but yeah, no, that guy is, is hysterical. So he's in it though. So I will check. I, I didn't even know he was in Kim convenient, even yeah. more reason to watch it. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. And he's, he, and he's funny, you know, that's, you know, that is awesome. No, what we've been watching, we're getting caught up on, of course, Marvel's animated series, What If? It's okay. okay. It's like, you know, what if, you know, um, what were some of the what ifs? What if uh, instead of Peter Quill um, the, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, they came down and took uh, Chichala from Wakanda. <laughs> like, like oh. how would that have impacted the universe? Or, or if Captain America, you know, wasn't Steve Rogers and it was, uh, oh, uh, Peggy Carter. Like if, if Peggy Carter, you know, what if the spider bit the teacher instead? Right. It, it's a, so we've been. They're fun. They're fun. Um, they're light, but they're fun. But that that's what we've been doing. Uh, you got a parenting tip? Um, oh my son started a new job and so oh. it's one of those deals where yeah so i would say that yeah you know whatever job that they're doing you know you know try to be supportive if they're trying to you know take that step towards and obviously you know I, you know his job is fine but um just just in general i think you want to be as supportive as they uh, as you can as the child goes through their first real job. I mean, he's got these, he had these side jobs kind of things when he was in high school and stuff like that. But this is actually kind of a, you know, job that he kind of, you know, you know, he's trying to work in with his, you know, uh, uh, alongside his, you know, his classes. So, so just be supportive over that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, so my parenting tip this week, I told you the little guy is is still on the Karate Kid Cobra Kai thing, and we were okay. at the management and I were at the mall a couple of weeks ago, okay. and in the last season of Cobra Kai, Johnny started a new dojo called Eagle Fangs, okay. uh, and we saw an Eagle Fang t-shirt okay. in there, yeah, like, sure. and we got it for him. And we also got him the pop-up figures of Daniel and, and Johnny. And, you know, put it out in the shed in the secret Christmas box. You know right. what I mean? Right, 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 right. So I was in the store with him the other day. We were doing getting a couple of things, like some back to school stuff. Yep. Yep. And he sees the Eagle Fang shirt. <laughs> he goes, Papa, I really want it. I really want it. I'm like, okay, buddy, then let's get it. You know, I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't gonna like, Hey, no, we already yeah. got it for you. You yeah. got to wait a couple of, you know? So yeah. my thing is, it's like, look, you know, the, my parenting tip, it's like, yeah, eat the 10 bucks or 20 bucks or what it is. It's such a small window yeah. that he's yeah. really going to be into something yeah. like this and he'll yeah. remember getting there it. You go. So, yeah. so, you know what? And, and he, you know, his little friend came over the other day they watched Cobra who she had watched Cobra Kai, but she hadn't watched Karate Kid. So we re 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 Karate Kid. It's the third time I've seen Karate Kid in the last two months. Um, and, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but I'm like, you know, we'll probably wrap it and give it to her for, for Christmas, but that's my big thing. But that's, that's yeah. it for me, Biff. If you got any final thoughts, I'll let you, uh, let you close out. Well, you know, this, this being the uh, 20th anniversary week of, uh, 9-11 and, you know, obviously, uh, for those, for those of us who were alive at the time and kind of watched all that craziness, uh, unfolding, you know, I, I think it taught us a lot of, things about us and America and all that stuff. So I just want you all to 
don't forget 